0: Uh, good morning again. Um, man, it's good to be together, isn't it? Wanted to uh, uh, tell you about a couple things before I introduce our speaker. Just, uh, We just got news. I got a text before the service. Uh, Afi and Odua had a baby yesterday. And uh, we'll, we'll announce more formally next week when we have name and all that kind of stuff. All we know, it's a girl born yesterday. Everybody's okay. They're still in the hospital. So if you want to remember to pray for Afi and Odua, congratulations, you two. Uh, second daughter, what a great family. We're thrilled for them. Um, Really excited about February. I don't know, I've never been excited about February. February is kind of like a blah month mostly. But at the end of February, we've scheduled as a church an encounter weekend again. And we had one back in the fall that was just a highlight. For some of us, it was a highlight of the fall uh, where God just kind of showed up in a really special way over a Friday night and a a Saturday morning. And and we're going to be doing it again. Uh, for just the Saturday morning this time, so it's a little more time condensed, uh, 9 till 1 on Saturday. We'll worship some, we'll pray, and we have a speaker, uh, Aaron White. He actually spoke at Mission Central this weekend. He's a fantastic guy. He's from uh, Vancouver, uh, part of a ministry called Jacob's Well, but also leads and directs 24-7 Prayer Canada, and uh, he's a seminary professor. He He actually teaches in England online. And uh, fantastic guy, he's going to be with us that morning, and we've, we're begging for him to come back on Sunday morning, so we're not sure. But Saturday, he's here for sure, we're going to speak and teach on prayer, and uh, we expect that's going to be a fantastic time. So February 26th, I would encourage all of you to put that on your calendar and uh, plan for a few hours together, uh, and let's see what God might do. Does that sound good? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm really excited this morning. We have uh, today Nicole... Uh, Jones Quando, who was supposed to be here in person, she was with our global outreach team all weekend, but they did it online. Uh, and uh, actually, she had a little bit of a health scare earlier in the week, so she didn't fly in. And uh, so she's joining us. She pre-recorded a message for us this morning. She is our EMCC World Partners Director of kind of global engagement, and she helps mobilize churches, us, our our tribe in terms of reaching our communities, our local communities, and reaching our global world and reminds us that we're part of a global church. And uh, I think it's pretty exciting. I, I, uh, she's um, one of my favorite young leaders. I've gotten to know her over the years, and uh, every conversation I've ever had with Nicole inspires me and helps me think about my life. And uh, I, uh, I wanted to expose her to us as a congregation and. This is not going to be sufficient this morning. On video, it's just not going to be good enough. So she's got an invite back, and we'll get a chance to spend some time with her. And young adults, please, you know, go online and engage with her. It's going to be really good, that little ta- Zoom call after the service uh, on 1 p.m. Uh, but why don't we pause for a moment, just to invite God's Spirit to speak to us through Nicole. Lord, thank you that uh, you've called us to go... Uh, a- Across the street into our neighborhood, into our communities that we live, and show the love of Christ, but you also send us to a world. And I pray this morning again, would you fuel that mission again, that we might remind ourselves there and remember that uh, you've got something so great for us, that you send us into the world with your love. May we become your ambassadors and uh, agents of your gospel and your truth, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Bless Uh, open our ears as we listen to Nicole share with us today. Amen.
1: Hi, Hillside. Um, It's great to be with you today. My name is Nicole Jones-Conda. For those that haven't had the chance to be introduced to me yet, I have the privilege of serving the EMCC, of which Hillside is a part of, as Director of Global Partners. And so I want to first start off by taking the opportunity to thank Derwin and the leadership of Hillside and to you for allowing me to join you as you worship together, either online um, or in person on this Sunday. It's been great to connect and build rapport with Derwin over the years, and we both were pretty excited to discover that you as a church and I have a personal connection to the ministry that you are partnering with in the Middle East and North Africa, And so it's great to just uh, begin by saying it's a small world in the family of God, and I'm hoping that um, throughout our time this morning that you'll feel a chance to feel a bit more connected to the global heart of God and um, what he would reveal to us around how we can uh, be in his global heartbeat for all peoples to know him. I was also grateful to have spent most of the weekend with your Go team as they held the digital retreat and sought to pray, discern and strategize together for future engagement globally. So thank you to Jill and to Dave for your invitation to collaborate together over the past month. Um, it was a joy to spend time together um, over Zoom the last couple of days. As I considered what I was prompted to share with you. I was grateful to be reminded of the fact that I and we are in a relationship with God who cares deeply for us and who also has a vision and a care for all people groups you know in acts 10 he gave peter a vision that all could know him within their own culture that the ability to know jesus went beyond jew to gentile and to other peoples that's the global heart of god and he also gave a picture of the future of the church restored to him in revelation 7 verses 9 to 10 And I would just like to read that for us as we begin um, our time together on screen this morning. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. With this reflection on the global heart of God, let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to um, be together this morning. Thank you that you are the one who cares deeply for us, and yet you care for the whole world. You care for all people groups, and you care for every individual. And what a pleasure it is to serve a God who can do both so well. (laughs) Thank you that you have given us the opportunity to spend time in your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that our ears would be open to what you would have us hear from you this morning, and Lord, may my words reflect your heart to these friends um, at Hillside. I pray these things in your name. Amen. I landed in Paul's letter to the Colossians as a place to share from today And so I would invite you to look this up on your device, or if you have a physical Bible, to turn to Colossians 1, verses 3 to 6. Um, As I read this, let's consider the greeting that Paul gives to these brothers and sisters. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the love laid up for you in heaven, Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. This is God's word for us this morning. I'd invite you to consider in this greeting, you know, what's the invitation present in this passage? Is there an invitation that Paul's giving? That in Paul's encouragement to the brothers and sisters, the Colossians, he is exhorting them and grateful for their faith in Jesus and the love that they have for others around them. And he's also praising them for understanding God's grace given to them. That, in fact, when we are as followers of Jesus, we have access to this faith in Christ. In fact, our relationship with him is built on that. And the love that we receive from God is one that we can demonstrate to one another. And the grace that God gives us, we've each understood for ourselves and hope to demonstrate to others. So as followers of Jesus, we've experienced this love and this grace and put our faith in him, but that in fact, this faith and love and grace is um, powerful. There's power in proclaiming and demonstrating what it means to follow Jesus. Paul is uh, applauding the Colossians in this passage for just that. There's always been that invitation to be a disciple of Jesus and to make disciples, to follow Jesus with Everything we are and help others do the same. This invitation of the faith, the love, and the grace that we walk in is to demonstrate that to others. That in fact, we are part of a movement of followers of Jesus where the gospel is alive and it bears fruit. And you see this in verse five that it bears fruit and is going throughout the whole world. That's something that can make a difference. And With all of this, these sort of action verbs, this demonstration of love, this understanding of grace, and this belief that um, the gospel demonstrated throughout the world can make a difference, I recognize we're in a time where we've walked through trial and circumstance, and maybe some of you have had to lean on faith in a way you haven't before, or maybe you felt short of love and grace for yourself or for others. I know I have. May I remind you that this invitation by Jesus is not done out of our own strength. It's God's grace and love that we can depend on for ourselves and to demonstrate to others. This certainly gives me hope as I think about partnering with an eternal God who's got a big vision, that I'm not doing it out of my own strength, which can definitely feel more depleted in these days. So hear this invitation from Jesus to have the faith in him and to demonstrate the love and grace that we've understood for ourselves from Jesus to those around us. With that invitation outlined in mind in Colossians 1, where does this invitation apply? I'm sure as I say that question, you could think of all the immediate context you find yourselves in, whether that's work or school, the family or chosen family you've decided to quarantine with over the last two years, And certainly I think of that too, that the faith that I have in Jesus and the opportunity to demonstrate and understand love and grace applies to my very immediate surroundings. And yet I would invite us to consider this today, the vision of Revelation 7 verses 9 to 10, that in fact this invitation applies to the gospel moving throughout the whole world. It applies to all peoples. And in fact, we see this in Paul's words in Colossians in verse four the love you have for all God's people. And in verse five, in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. In my work, serving the EMCC to participate with Jesus around the world, I'm humbled by the fact and appreciate that I, you, Hillside, the EMCC, are part of a larger movement that is bearing fruit around the world. That is, we are part of the global church with other followers of Jesus around the world. We're living in a time where uh, the gospel is bearing fruit everywhere, that it's not the West bringing the gospel to the rest, but in fact, there are followers of Jesus in almost every corner of the globe, serving and blessing those in their immediate communities and those that they would reach out to as their Judea and Samaria and ends of the earth. We should be saying hallelujah and praising Jesus for that that there is a, a presence of followers of Jesus all around the world. We're living in a time in history where that's pre- that's true. We're also living in a time of history where the majority of the globe's followers of Jesus are on the continent of Africa and Asia. And so when we consider this invitation from Jesus and consider this reality, what does it look like to accept that invitation and um, understand our, our collaboration and, and our learning from these followers of Jesus that are bearing fruit in other places around the world. Simply put, how are we learning from their example? Within my work at World Partners, it's a distinct privilege to actually receive the blessing and the witness of stories from those around the global church that I get to partner with. I see consistent reminders of the faith, love, and grace walked out, as in the Colossians verse, and to see the gospel of the kingdom demonstrated. This gospel of the kingdom concept is uh, throughout scripture, and it's also been written about and researched by a variety of authors. Um, Jesus certainly demonstrates the beginnings and the inklings of this with his disciples, but this gospel of the kingdom is about restoring people to God. Restoring people to people, and restoring God of people and all creation together. And so when I think of our global friends who are demonstrating this faith, love, and grace, they're also understanding the gospel of the kingdom. And those two come together. And we see this type of participation modeled by our global partners consistently. That, in fact, following Jesus includes all of life, all areas of life we're engaged in, and all Structures and and cultures and um, opportunities we have to engage in the broader world around us. I'll give you a brief example of what I'm talking about. Uh, EMCC's partner in Nepal has a leader who we'll call TR for short. In the midst of the delta wave of the pandemic, the Christian movement in Nepal lost over 150 pastors. For a small group of believers that represent less than 2% of the overall population, this was a massive hit and it was a massive hit to TR as well. In the midst of processing that grief and loss and perceived scarcity, TR shared with me and some of our pastors in the EMCC over the fall that whatever situation we are going through, there is none other than God who can put our whole and complete trust in and hope to receive whatever we need. That quote to me shows a distinct leaning on faith, leaning on the faith we have in Jesus for their very needs in whatever situation they find themselves in. This type of leaning in in faith was a huge um, inspiration and encouragement to me as we also were walking through our stages of the pandemic, but it didn't start, start, start there or stop there rather. In fact, it propelled uh, TR and those that he's networking with to respond to demonstrate love and grace to the neighbors around him. By assessing most at risk rural communities affected by food insecurity because of the pandemic and insufficient health and hygiene supplies to better cope with the circumstances and the trajectory uh, of COVID before them. There's collaboration between between TR and his leaders and other agencies that were seeking to give reprieve and demonstrate love and grace to those who were struggling and needed additional help. This is just one example of followers of Jesus on the move, following Jesus with their whole lives. There are others across the continent of Africa and in the country of Haiti who are demonstrating the love of God through providing the food insecure and economically poor with conservation agriculture training, the ability to engage in regenerative agriculture for their own food security needs, but also for um, economic stability in a time when food shortages and economic downturn are visiting every area of the globe. And those that are participating in this conservation agriculture work feel it's part of their gospel mandate to do so, to demonstrate the love and grace of, of Jesus to their neighbors and to different people, groups, and tribes that they wouldn't have interacted with before. And as I think about following Jesus with a whole life and understanding the gospel of the kingdom of as restoration of all things, I think that's informed a bit of how World Partners has been participating. And as we approach International Development Week, which is the second week of February, observed across Canada, we're looking forward to sharing the stories of this demonstrated faith and love and grace that Paul's celebrating through our global partners and considering this for our own context. What does it look like to humbly receive their example? And how can it inform how we move forward in demonstrating this faith and love and grace holistically in our own contexts? these kinds of examples are a a demonstration of how we can learn from the fruit bearing that's happening amongst the global church around the world, that it's a privilege to consider how um, we are cooperating together and following Jesus. When we talk about TR and others, we celebrate the fact that they are making disciples And that in fact, we are participating in a global church that is doing just that, maybe even in our own midst. Afghan believers in Canada serving other Afghani newcomers in the recent wave of refugees. South Americans who are feeling called to Europe through profession and through other means to reinvigorate followers of Jesus in that area and being able to demonstrate fresh fruit in in a time that's felt like, uh, and a place that's felt like it's been in decline for a while or Cubans who are being sent to the Middle East through uh, government-mandated workstays? What does it look like for Cuban believers to demonstrate the the followership they have in Jesus in the Middle East? And so as someone who has the privilege of considering this fairly often and keeping Revelation 7, 9 to 10 in mind, that I have come to see that we are demonstrating faith, love, and grace not just in a community of followers of Jesus to the world, but we're participating with a global community of followers of Jesus in the world, seeking restoration wherever we find ourselves. And at Jesus' invitation, the whole church everywhere is participating with him. And it's a joy and a privilege as world partners and hopefully as an encouragement to you, Hillside and to other EMCC churches that we respect that we're part of a global movement of followers of Jesus, putting our faith in him and demonstrating his love and grace to ourselves and to those around us. And so as I think of of us as we wrap our time together today, may we be the witnesses that Paul praises in his letter to the Colossians, where we are considering all the opportunities to collaborate right where we are, among all people we're among, and with the church that spans the globe together. Thank you for allowing me to share a few thoughts. If you're interested, feel free to head to worldpartners.emcc.ca to learn a little bit more about us and to be able to see some of our stories. You can access a bit of that on our social media at EMCCWP. But it's been an absolute privilege to share briefly with you this morning. And I pray as we end together that God would be with you in an understanding of who he is for, for you, may you sense the love and grace and receive it, and may it empower you to demonstrate that to others. And consider the fact that we are not just demonstrating this love and grace in isolation, but it's actually part of a global community of the followers of Jesus, who are all uniquely planted in places in the world to demonstrate that restoration and redemption. May you all go in peace and enjoy the rest of your week trusting that the spirit of jesus is with you in every step thank you
0: just in case nicole's watching can we give her a hand please for (laughs) she is just so smart and so bright and uh, i wish you could all have a coffee with her to to uh, capture even more of her heart and wisdom Um, I love uh, that young leaders are leading us in our denomination, and uh, I I love how she pointed to a few things. Uh, One, the global heart of God. Uh, I mean, we know this from the most famous verse in Scripture, for God so loved the world. Uh, He's got a global heart, and uh, we tend to not be that global-minded, most of us, right? Wherever you're from, wherever you grew up, whatever your little world is, that's your world. And, and we tend to mistakenly think that uh, we're at the center of our world, right? That, that the world kind of revolves around our, where we, we, Canadians tend to think that Canada is like the best country in the world, right? Uh, and uh, I, I, I think scripture always wants to correct that uh, misinformation that we're at the center. God's at the center and he loves the whole world and he raises up, as, as Nicole so ably told us, a global church, a, a fantastic community that spans the whole globe. And so we, we come as not, uh, with not just a desire to share the good news of Jesus to other parts of the world. We actually are participating and they're sharing the good news with us. And I love the fact that Hillside is a multicultural church. I love the fact that when you have come from another culture, you teach us <laughs> what it means to be faithful to Christ. I love that I, lo- I love that and and, and so I, I'm, I'm looking at some of you right now and just going thank you for your participation in making us who we are as a community of followers, following Jesus together. Um, she kept on using that word Jesus's invitation. she she used it a lot that are we hearing the invitation of Jesus to follow him and not just follow him, but follow him together as a church and also follow him where he leads us into the world? And, and that's going to be like real simple, folks, for us as a congregation. We, we believe uh, our mission statement, the, the, the last tagline is about bringing the healing, hope, and compassion of Jesus to where? To the Tri-Cities and beyond. So the Tri-Cities, that, that, and, that, and some of you don't even live in the Tri-Cities, by the way. We, we think of the whole greater Vancouver area as the Tri-Cities. We are, you know, we really love our, our community, but we think Burnaby's OK and New West is OK. Maple Ridge is so-so. Um, <laughs> Pit Meadows, we love Pit Meadows. I mean, who doesn't like Meadows, right? You can't, you know, slam the Meadows. Surrey. Yeah, we love Surrey. We got like great, some great people in Surrey, like two great people. No, I don't know. We love Surrey, um, Vancouver, wherever God has placed you. He's placed you there on purpose, I believe. Like, like, like He's placed you in a condo or a neighborhood, and uh, you're meant to be a little light there, kind of demonstrating by word and by deed kind of what Jesus is like. You're, you're meant to be a little Jesus, and uh, bearing his posture, and carrying his love, and uh, it means that you pray for your neighbors. That, if, you, if you don't know what global mission looks like, start by praying for the people who live right next door to you. That's a good place to start. If you don't know where to start, start praying for the people next to you. And then, as the Lord prompts you, start showing love to them in some practical way. Like, like literally, it might be a gift at Christmas time, or it might be just making sure you pause at the end of your driveway long enough to say hello. And then we love those in our community. And so when, when God sends refugees to our city, we feel kind of a sense of obligation about that. Or when we hear of needs of individuals, vulnerable people who don't have enough food on their plate we we partner with a food bank you know we we actually donate food we when we go to the grocery store we might buy that extra thing to give so that someone in our community gets a meal right we we it just you see how it just kind of broadens out a bit but and then as kind of a church we partner together and we think about how we might send people across the globe wherever god might send people and and i i one of my favorite things over the years as as a church has been to see god raise up people like the Bensons, we, we heard let, last week about uh, how they, they felt a call to go to Portugal. And I think of uh, another family that we sent out, um, and they're living in a restricted part of the world. I can't even mention their names, but about 10 or 12 years ago, to be able to send them out and where they work and love and, and, and share Jesus with everyone they meet. Um, and I'm waiting for the next one. The next of you that's going to say, "Here am I, send me," and God's going to say, "Go to this place. Go, go here. Go work with indigenous people in the north. Go, go across to—I I don't know where God might send you—but there's need all over the world." And uh, and then He's called us as a, as a people, as we partner to to join with other organizations who are already doing it in places. So we think of a, a church in the Middle East who are. Showing the love of Jesus very practically by by visiting refugee camps and uh, and, and, and giving food del- doing food deliveries with people who living in tents for for years and and uh, we get to to resource that we get to take our much and add it to their uh, their little maybe and together it's plenty and it can meet the needs of the world and so By our resourcing this mission, um, the world's blessed. Isn't that good? Aren't you glad you're part of that? That Jesus calls you and you and you and me, and together we're sent into the world. Uh, I love, uh, why don't we just pray a little bit? I'm going to invite the the music team to come on up. I love uh, Psalm 67, which was part of my reading yesterday, and I thought it would be helpful for us to pray let this be our prayer today. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us so that, God, your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the people praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity. And you guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The, lands, the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses all. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. We pray these things in your name, O oh God. Amen.